Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of F and I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis Wakanda's variant MCU grief counselor. And it's Sunday. I'm off tomorrow. Yay! Uh, this week went by real fast. Uh, today's episode is going to be about another horror film that I truly enjoy. Um, a lot of the horror films I truly enjoy tend to either really are effective in the late 2000s or late 20s that we're at right now, or there's something that I find intriguing with the 80s. Um, with that all being said, it's Night of the Creeps, a Tom Atkins classic. Uh, Night of the Creeps, I don't have any super details on the director, writers, or anything like that. I'm just giving you my opinion on the story, what I liked about it. Uh, is it somewhat a spoiler review? Yeah, kind of, sort of. I don't. I'm not gonna try to reveal the ending or uh, certain dramatic points of it. But Night of the Creeps uh, is a is a sci-fi-ish type of horror film that uh, was really fun to watch. I remember, I remember getting, I remember getting all the fun details of it uh, back in the day. Uh, it was always something that uh, I enjoyed watching. The night, of the the whole framework work of Night of the Creeps was uh, set probably almost to our t- uh, a little bit would come off a little bit old to people. Uh, it starts off with like a fifties uh, type of music on the radio. Um, the lovers lane couple, you know, in their car. Um, it goes black and white. Immediately, and you're a singer, but before it goes black and white, and I'm and I kind of wish they left that part of it out because it didn't get brought back into the story until the end credit scene. But it opens up in space with a ship, and you got this guy running with a canister trying to get away from other aliens trying to shoot his ass. He's a very diminutive very short a short type of guy he's trying to get alien he's trying to get away uh he manages to take the car the the uh container of a cylinder and and throw it into an airlock and ship it off before being blasted and that container is headed toward earth it then cuts to black and white 50s era type of situation happy days type of thing uh you have two lovers they're making out uh, they, they hear over the radio that is a is escape from asylum a killer with a hatchet has escaped he's well known he's escaped uh, the uh, guy is not worried about it the girl is very freaked out by it and he goes well I'll go check he, she, they'll make out some more she hears something he goes to check uh, needless to say he does not come back uh, while all that's happening and she's kind of getting adjusted they then tell him, they then tell on the radio, they say how close he is to Lover's Lane. She figures out how, she sees the sign and sees the asylum is not that far away. She's like, fuck this, where's my boyfriend at? While she's like panicking and, and looking the other way, behind her, coming out of the woods is that killer. And he has a bloody hatchet. And he pretty much, you pretty much knows pretty much know what he's done uh, they kind of allude that he's killed the boyfriend and he walks up to the car he swings his his uh, blade up 
Oh, he swings his blade up and he begins hacking her, ripping her apart. They don't show that because the 80s didn't feel they need to go all, all out showing you all the bones and everything. But you could hear the sound and the visual effects of the blood flying. And all of a sudden, a young cop comes up. He is heartbroken and horrified by what he's seeing. You put two and two together, and that's the guy's girlfriend. Well, we don't find that out till later on. But he begins shooting at this killer. <coughs> the show then moves to the present time, back in the, in the present time of the 80s, where uh, it's set in a college setting, and you have your uh, guy, uh, Robin Lively's brother, who was in National Lampoon's European Vacation. He's the lead character in this. And him and his buddy, who is wheelchair, who's not wheelchair bound, but he has no use of his legs, so he he works. He uh, doesn't use crutches, but he uses uh, kind of a variation of a crutch uh, to move around. And they're walking around at Norwood Day College, and there's a big dance coming up, and all the guys and girls are asking each other out and all this kind of shit. And his buddy asks, "What about you? Who are you want to take? You know, and everything." Oh, look at these lamos. And then the kid sees this girl that he likes. Or Ernie Lively, not Ernie Lively, but Robin Lively's brother sees this girl that he likes. And she smiles at him, but she's got a jerk-ass boyfriend. A jerk-ass boyfriend, and I don't know who the kid is. I think he was in Mama's Family playing the nerd back in the day. There's the, the that grandson of Mama. And uh, that's how I know him anyway. But anyway... Uh, he of course threatens the kid, threatens the main character, Lively, the Lively brother, and they have a little back and forth. His friend that's in the crutches uh, gets the best of him with some good one-liners, even making him trip. The girl thanks them for kind of getting her out of the situation with this guy. They used to date; she doesn't want to date him anymore, and he said she tells him that he should go come to this one place, you know, and, and she'd come over and hang out, and he's like, yeah, sure, and he's feeling really great that he gets to hang out with this girl, uh, then you cut back to a facility in the college where they apparently have the body of, uh, they, they have the body of the killer, no, not the body of the killer, I take that back, they have the body of a guy who, uh, who's a specimen, boys want to get into the fraternity because they think they can impress the girl so the guys tell the, the, the asshat says hey uh, lively brother uh, you want to join our fraternity you're going to have to go and steal a corpse from the facility you know that they have downstairs and he's like okay fine so that's what he goes to do uh, they go to the facility they fail but they open the canister with this body and it freaks them out and they go running off. They bump into a janitor. Uh, the janitor, of course, is like you know, looking at them. Um, they take off and they head they head home, failing what they have to do. The body uh, is looked upon by the janitor, who goes into the room. He sees the naked body on the ground. He looks he looks down at it. Its eyes briefly open, and it shoots out a slug, a, a slug into the mouth of the janitor. The janitor 
later on has this slug. Uh, also, also before all this uh, drama happens, uh, we get to Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins is brought in, and he gets a he basically is a, he basically walks up, you know, Tom Atkins style, but swagger. He's like, "Thrill me, what's going on?" And they tell him everything that happened with the boys and all this kind of stuff. So he's on the hunt for the boys to check, find them out. Uh, we cut to Tom Atkins finding the boy, finding Opie, as he calls uh, the lively brother, Opie. Uh, and he begin, and he says, well, you guys, Opie and Spanky. And uh, he ends up, uh, the Tom Atkins character, uh, oh, man, oh, I used to know Decker. I think it's the Detective Decker. Detective Decker uh, finds, uh, basically is trying to make sense of what's going on here. You have Spanky and, and Alfalfa basically breaking into this facility. The body vanishes. Uh, they later on find the body uh, with its head cracked open uh, because the thing is, these uh, slugs, they live inside the brain. They eat the brain. They feed off the brain. And when they're done, they boom. They burst open the head and they, they're all over the place and they get to infect the next body and the next body and the next body. Uh, he hasn't come to that conclusion on it yet. Uh, he's still trying to investigate. So he interrogates Spanky and Alfalfa and uh, the girl of course pops up because she witnesses uh, not the naked dude. I want to say she witnessed the naked dude and that freaked her out. No, yeah, she witnesses another body that of a uh, of a uh, Another of, uh, of the naked dude. Yeah, the naked dude shows up. In, yeah, the naked dude shows up in the sorority because he used to uh, he used to date a girl there. He goes. The, he shows up, crawls up, uh, finds his way to the window of the main character, the main girl, and his head explodes, which freaks her out. The cops get called, so they got the naked body, and so that's going on. So she's needs someone to talk to because her ex douchebag boyfriend is into it and Ernie Lively's character Ernie Lively's character Alfalfa is into it the Lively brother he's into it and he uh, she invites him over to her house that's what all happened that's what went down I tell you it's been a while I haven't watched this in at least a good year a good year or so Uh, after all that goes down uh, they head to he goes off to he prepares for his big date He's in his room. He kind of has a... They're in the dorm. He kind of has an argument with his friend. Who uh, is like, fine, go see her. And all this kind of shit. His friend goes downstairs to go to the bathroom. While he's sitting in the bathroom, something comes into the room. I want to say it's the janitor. The janitor comes into the room. And, of course, his head explodes. So, slugs are all over the bathroom right now. Uh... He starts to step out and see what's going on and almost gets, almost has one leap at him. And so he's like, oh shit. He takes a, he takes a uh, match and he brings it down. Uh, he brings, he ha- takes a match and he brings it down to kind of catch one of the slugs and kind of get them. And it burns it. Yay. That's awesome. He says, okay, cool. I'm going to take off running, I guess. So he tries, but he falls. He falls with his crutches, and he ends up 
on crawling on the ground. While he's crawling on the ground trying to get away from all this madness with all these slugs, there's one coming toward him. And they show the camera angle coming toward him. And bam, it gets him. But we don't get to see it. It gets him. Uh, we cut to Ernie Lively coming back to his dorm. And now Ernie Lively. But the Lively brother uh, coming back to his dorm. And his buddy's not there. But there is a recorded message on the phone with a with a, some bad handwriting saying, play me. He goes to play it. It's his buddy who says something is in his brain, talks about how much he loves his buddy. Uh, it hurts so much, yada, yada, yada. These things will affect your brain. They're going to your mouth. Be careful. And he dies. And you hear the sound of his head exploding somewhere on the campus that's what happened and so the lively brother is totally heartbroken at this uh, what happened and he goes to talk to the girl he goes no take it back he goes to Decker Decker you cut to Decker's room Decker's house his apartment and Decker is uh, basically all kinds of bottles everywhere he's been drinking heavily you cut, you kind of pan to the kitchen area where the oven is open and it's a gas oven, so gas all over the house. He clearly, uh, they earlier showed him having flashback of the past, and that's when we find out that that used to be his girl that got hacked up. He's ready to kill himself. He's been ready to kill himself a long time because of everything that happened to him, but he hasn't gotten over it. It's really fucked him up. Um, and then all of a sudden, the lively brother is knocking on the door. So he walks in, shuts everything off, and goes walks in and says, Hey, throw me. What's going on? And the kid tells him what happened, how he lost Spanky, and he doesn't know what to make sense of it, but he knows he has to stop whatever it is. He hasn't seen it, he needs to stop whatever it is. It makes sense and connect he he uh, Decker connects the dots and figures the same thing happened many years ago, it's happening again, we gotta stop it. And then he tells him a story about what really happened with him. Really why he's so fucked up. Which incorporates the whole story with the girl. They flash back to that. So then, uh, they decide to head out the house. Head out the apartment. Uh, no, before they have the apartment, he gets a call. And he says, throw me. They tell him something is going on at the, uh, at the uh, sorority house den house. Apparently, at the sorority house, house, uh, the den mother or whatever is watching TV with her dog and they're hearing something underground and they go and check it out and it turns out to be the killer, the hatchet killer uh, he pops out ends up killing her instantly so Decker and Alfalfa show up at the den house and uh, show up at, No, Decker and them show up at the den house no, I take it back the, Alfalfa uh, basically, uh, heads to, uh, no, Alvalfa heads to the den house. They get to the den house and they find the, the killer, the zombie, who's all zombied out now. He's got the thing in his head. And they, of course, they shoot his ass. They shoot the zombie ass. And of course, he drops to the ground. When he does, his skull opens up and slugs are flying out. And they're even more now. And so he's like, we gotta get, we gotta get a handle on this. Uh, 
he notices that uh, he he doesn't notice that he's, he's like freaking out. Meanwhile, everybody's getting ready for the big dance. They show the guys getting ready. They show the girls getting ready for the dance. Everybody's hopped up. Uh, uh, Alfalfa, the lively brother, uh, has been getting ready himself, and uh, he. I forgot what it was that brings him. I am sorry, y'all. That's this is why I'm just kind of reviewing it, my little scattered review of it, and I, I'm sorry, but that's why I said it's not gonna be a lot of spoilers. But um, this leads them to the sorority house. Uh, Decker's on his Decker. Decker shows up at the sorority house immediately uh, because. Uh, Something is happening, going to happen. The lively brother, uh, he's all decked out to go to it. Then he finds out his buddy is dead, and then he has a decker, and then that's when all that stuff ensues. Which leads to all the frat guys to jump on a bus to head to the dance. While they're heading to the, while they're heading there, uh, the driver notices that there is an animal in the street, a cat. It freaked him out, and he swerves to avoid it, and he ends up running into a pole, killing everybody on the bus. And so the slugs infect all the guys on the bus. And so you got everybody, all the guys on the bus are now zombified, and they're headed to the prom to pick up their, head to the dance, they're headed to the sorority house to pick up their dates. Which leads to the classic scene of uh, Tom Atkins' character, looking through the window, and one of the girls coming downstairs getting ready goes, uh, what's going on? What's happening? Well, I got news for you. Your boyfriends are here, but they're dead. And then you see these zombies coming up on the house. And it's nuts. Uh, meanwhile, however, oh, whoa, 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 man, I'm forgetting the best part. Meanwhile, the, uh, the, uh, one of the zombies, the, the asshole boyfriend, shows up at her house. Shows up at the sorority house. And she uh, gets told, hey, if so-and-so's here, she doesn't look at him. She just says, so-and-so's here. And she comes downstairs, barely looking him in the face. And they walk off to, basically, uh, she walks out She walks out there to talk to him. She's getting ready to dump his ass. And as she's talking about dumping him and moving on to the life of the brother, uh, she's holding his hand. Meanwhile, his head is opening up, and she looks up, and there is head open up, and the slug's getting ready to attack her, and then all of a sudden, you hear the lively brother say, duck now, and he burns the thing dead, which leads to uh, Decker going into the house and doing the classic line. Next, you have a standoff between the lively brother and his girlfriend facing off with these things with a flamethrower, and they're taking them out left and right. Uh, they it ends up getting cornered into like a shed or something like that where the flamethrower isn't working now and they have to get it to work and it's not working right they end up getting it to work and they, it leads them to uh, they, they get cornered and they go into the cellar of the sorority house while they're in the cellar of the sorority house they find Decker. Decker, after shooting up all the zombies, sorority people, because they got infected too, uh, 
in a huge melee. He's in the basement. He's in the basement with tape strapped around his mouth, and he's he's trying to motion to them to get the fuck out now. They look over to the right, and in the corner is all of these things that have been attached to. And here's the other part that I left out. Apparently, the basement area holds all kinds of specimen, including brain specimen. And so these things love brains, right? So they're all over. They're like leeches, basically. All over these brains, these brain boxes and everything. All over the brains. And he's, t- he's throwing gas on the on the thing, telling them to get out now. He can't tell them to get out. He's like, get out, you know, muffle, muffle. And they start, and they start, okay. And he starts counting down. And he starts counting down the 10. And they start moving. He grabs her, and they're running through the house to head out the door. Meanwhile, he's throwing all the, he's throwing all the gas, and he's counting along too. And right when they get the 10, he flicks the light. He flicks the he flicks the he flicks the flame to throw it, and all of a sudden they stand erect. Those thing the worms stand erect, knowing what's smelling the gas. He goes thrill me, and just as they get out the sorority house, the sorority house explodes. The thing I like about Night of the Creeps, if you can't understand my scattered review of it, is. Uh, I like that it was a horror comedy with lights of night, like little bits of horror and comedy in it. Uh, it came at a decent time when, it, to me, I was getting overrun with lots of slasher films. There was nothing really on the same par. And then, of course, Tom Atkins is in this. And Tom Atkins, after Halloween 3 and Escape from New York, is like go to for me when it comes to watching a movie. And his Decker, his uh, Detective Decker, was so tragic, but such a cool guy. He he just he just he's like his life was shit, but he basically walked in like he ran everything. And the trip of the weird fun trip about this movie is that it had an end credit scene. The end credit scene revealed that the alien ship is still looking for the canister. They find the broken canister, and then they zip it, they grab it, and they scatter, they, they shoot off into space with, with it. Meanwhile, those slugs aren't entirely dead. One slug appeared into a dog, and it looked like it was going to get the girl at the end, but we, they left it real ambiguous, so you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, the one fun fact that I like about this film, uh, I'd heard from, for years that they were going to do a sequel. And I had been wanting a sequel. And I want to say it was 2017, 2016. I heard little bits, scuttlebutt basically, that there might be one. uh, And they were going to find a way to bring Tom Atkins back. And old man Tom Atkins, dealing with these creatures, would kick ass to me. So I would love to see a sequel, but it's getting to the point where it's probably not the best idea. They could reboot it. And I would love to see Blumhouse get a hold of it in some ways and uh, give it to David Gordon Green and give it a comedy with a serious, more serious sci-fi slant on it. I think they would do a great job with it. But yeah, that was Night of the Creeps, y'all. And it was a film that I feel uh, is 
one of those films that's great to watch. I'm sorry for the scattered review of it, detailing little bits and pieces here and there, and forgetting names and shit like that, but this isn't one of those all professional, here's this and that, here's this and that, here's the writer that did this, here's the director. I just tell you my story and what I liked about it. But yeah, neither creeps y'all. This has been Effort. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis, and we will talk again shortly.